it's hard to self-edit. We obviously think we're the funniest people in the entire world, right? And (laughs) we, if anybody ever says, you know, you like the sound of your own voice. Yeah, I have a podcast. We've listened to. (laughs) Meet Sarah and Samantha, two cousins obsessed with exploring the vast pop culture landscape, one recommendation at a time. In each episode, one clueless cousin shares real-time reactions as they navigate the twists and turns of a pop culture topic selected by the other. From travel to movies, Little Debbie's to trashy novels. Get ready to eavesdrop on the candid reactions and dynamic conversations you can only have with family. This is Foreign and Familiar. Welcome to Foreign and Familiar on the season one finale. Sarah, happy finale day. Happy finale. We made it through a whole season. 10 episodes powered through we've been well and you know we did the thanksgiving bonus so let's say 10 and a little bit of bonus here and there but it has been uh it's hard to believe that we are here i know it's been a roller coaster (laughs) an absolute roller coaster and today's topic is foreign and familiar making a podcast because we were (laughs) That was foreign to us. Now it is a little bit more familiar with us. We're going to break down all of the things that we needed to learn and kind of what we have, do all, you know, crown everybody with flowers that needs to be crowned with. But before we get into it, as everybody knows here, podcasting is always better with a sweet snack and sweet treat. And man, have we saved one of the best for... (laughs) This season finale, Sarah, this is, this is your white whale. We've talked about it a couple of times. Tee us up. What little Debbie cake are we talking about today? All right. Today we are tasting the highly sought after fancy cake. It was like one of those like Mandela effects things for me. I swore this cake existed, but I could never find it. And Sam, you found them in North Carolina. I was in North Carolina. There were a lot of the regional varieties and you have talked. So we'll talk a little bit about how much we record versus what makes it into an episode later. But we have a bevy of raw footage, raw audio of Sarah just going crazy (laughs) over the fancy cakes. So I've never seen them in the wild. I had never seen them on shelves. So when I saw them, I knew that it would be perfect. I've never had one. So sent a couple up and then I tested a few um, here. And I will say, Sarah, I think what we're learning about Little Debbie as we're on this journey is that we are fans of Little Debbie. I think there is a little bit of difference when you're eating Little Debbie's for sport and for fun. Right. (laughs) Versus kind of making an active role to search and find and send some new varieties. We've tasted a lot of Little Debbie sweets uh, this time around. But I will say I was interested to do the fancy cake. I did it immediately right before we logged on here. The taste is still in my mouth. Um, You've talked about it so much. And I have to say the fancy cakes are 10,000% worth the hype. Worth the hype. I am not disappointed. Absolutely. For people that don't know, the fancy cake is a white cake, but I would say it is almost like a sponge cake, not like a fall party cake or not like a zebra cake. Right. It's a light kind of angel food sponge cake with uh, light white cream in the center and then 
white icing and some fancy just I guess the design is what makes it fancy probably uh two in a pack and I it was delicious it was a perfect sweet treat like I would recommend that at any point in time Sarah way to go like 10 out of 10 yeah they're delicious and I I feel like going back to our we had a conversation about like what type of cakes do we prefer I said I always prefer like a, a moist cake something that's not dried out and I feel like the fancy cakes hit that they are they're not super dense they're very light the the icing is is great too they're just delicious they taste a little bit sweeter than some of the other offerings (laughs) that they have and i would agree i don't know what they do different with the cake in this one and it's just light it's fluffy it's delicious it's i wish we had them in chicago (laughs) Uh, anytime I see them, I think I would get them highly recommend. Yeah, absolutely. It's so fitting to try to, to have a really great, uh, offering added into the lineup. I didn't think I could fall in love with a little Debbie. Like I have some of the, like it's new. I think some Mm -hmm. of this, obviously we have a lot of people that ask why we like little Debbie and we've shared, you know, the nostalgia fact, we ate them growing up. So to find as I would like to think that my palate is a little bit more advanced, although to be clear, we have been talking about Little Debbie Stack snack cakes for 10 episodes now. So maybe my palate is not that advanced, (laughs) but it is nice to take a bite of that (laughs) and say, this is really good. And again, Sarah, it's just additional proof that you get me. I trust your opinion on things. And I always did before, but this pod has really helped me to just appreciate you even more. Well, thanks. I appreciate you too. So sweetness aside, and what a way to kick off our season one. Absolutely finale let's get into a little bit of making a podcast so I think this one is going to be a little bit different from some of the other episodes because we're just Mm going to be reflecting on our podcast and just kind of talking a little bit about the origin story and some of the the highlights some of the challenges uh, and then some of the thank yous that are coming up so I think to start what may work is just to reground everybody Sarah and I are cousins uh obviously we love each other we're friends Mm -hmm. we're cousins through marriage so much to my dismay there is no blood relation but that's all that's all relative right relative literally Uh. Um, (laughs) but um we decided that we were you know really enjoying our budding friendship our growing friendship as Mm -hmm. we've been traveling together spending more time together and just kind of appreciating each other's uh senses of humor. I think that we're kind I don't know that I would say that we are polar opposites, but I think we balance each other out well. Yeah, I think so too. I think we have a lot of similarities, but we have enough differences that it keeps it interesting. Keeps it interesting. So uh, in looking at the podcast, I think that we had a really clear vision of what we wanted to do. We consume a lot of media, a lot of things on our own. And Mm -hmm. so this kind of bore from us just saying, well, when we, when we do our podcast, when we do our podcast, and I would really credit you, Sarah, because I think you were the one that said, when are we going to do it? We've mentioned it a couple times. When are we going to do it? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it's like an age thing. Like it's just something that I just am. I don't know. 
appreciate commitment more as I get older. I'm not really sure what it is, but like I feel like if 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 I have an idea for something or if somebody else mentions an idea for something that I'm more like, let's not talk about it. Let's just do it, you know? So like I feel that way about like planning trips. I'm kind of over the whole like, oh, I wish I could go there and much more in the like I want to go there, so what do I need to do to make it happen? I don't know. Like, if you want to do something, just do it. So I'm yeah, glad that you feel the same way. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And I think, you know, it's been nice to be on this journey with you because mm-hmm. I think that we both have an idea and a vision for what we want it to be. I think we both know that the best way to do something is to try it, get it out there. That's the only way you can get better. And so I'm really glad to be on this journey with you because I know we share that. I think we're Mm -hmm. both perfectionists, although I don't know that you would see that reflected in the first season episodes, but but we're learning and I think that that we balance each other out well. So I would say, you know, highlight of the season for me was definitely uh, spending more time with you and talking with you. I am looking forward to being off season a little bit and us just being able to resume our friendship and not feel like there's this. And again, like that's the goal. We appreciate our listeners. We have more than two family listeners. We do. We we have more than two family (laughs) listeners, which is super great. But at the end of the day, like it has to be fun. It has to stay fun. We have to bring the energy. So I think that has been a highlight for me. I think, you know, Sarah, why don't we talk a little bit about breaking down prep for an episode and what that looks like and how we've tried to organize it just in case there's anybody out there that is interested in launching a podcast or Mm -hmm. has, uh, you know, thought, a couple times these girls are awesome or these girls are <laughs> psycho and insane right. and more like cares about it. There's a lot of work that goes into it. So we'd like to just share yeah. some of our process on what we were thinking and how we're trying to pull this together as we're closing out season one. Right. So obviously the goal is for one of us to be familiar with whatever our topic is and the other one to be foreign to it. So that did take quite a few conversations and trying to figure out things that we had watched or experienced, things that we hadn't, who was going to do what. So we really tried to, for this first season, um, go through a rotation of like a, a show or a movie, a, uh, a book, travel, and then kind of rotate back through that. Now we do have some other things thrown in there too. Like we have Taylor Swift, which doesn't really fall into right. foreign or familiar, but um, if there was a topic that we were passionate enough to want to include, we tried to figure out a way to make it work. And I don't know that we're gonna keep that format in the future. Right. We pretty much had a no veto policy. I mean, <laughs> there was no, I said, Sarah, I wanna do an episode on this. You were gung ho. And vice versa. There are some that I think that we're really interested in doing that we know is going to require a much heavier lift. Sure. My White Whale is going to be season three of Dawson's Creek. And I will tell you, (laughs) Sarah, coming off our first episode, I had a couple of my girlfriends message me and say, can I request a Dawson's Creek episode? And And I said, girlfriends, it is in the work. But that's back then. I mean, that's 24 hours of it just feels like a heavy lift. Yeah. And so, um, but basically when we select our topic, what happens is each of us then goes and does individual research. So Mm -hmm. for the familiar person, they either rewatch, they reread, they go back and take notes. 
and the foreign person is experiencing it for the first time, but also taking notes at the reactions and the thoughts that are coming through. I feel like for me, I spent whatever time watching or like rereading whatever the topic was, listening to an album, watching a show. Um, on top of that, I would say I did like additional research, trying to find out like, you know, what was the inspiration, who was involved, uh, what other connections can we make, uh, ratings, reviews, those sorts of things. The episode preps, I mean, I'm sure people that are going back and are thinking through, you know, we were not scripted. We right. did some, some, marathon recording sessions to get it up mm -hmm. and running and we were not scripted on the first few episodes which you know now I think some of them you can tell where we are a little bit more scripted or trying to keep it a little bit closer in right um, but I would say that the average episode for whatever you are listening to I would say each episode takes maybe 10 to 20 hours to produce I would mm -hmm. say From if you start to finish from right. concept to editing to sending it back, it has been really um, uh, quite a lift to be able to be producing this. I think that we mm -hmm. cracked the code a little bit on the sense of batching our episodes and doing mm -hmm. it pretty closely. Our topics are, are evergreen, so I think that that makes sense. But um, overall, I think that the structure is starting to come into its own and we're becoming a little bit more comfortable in in how we're doing this and and we're learning as we go right? right absolutely yeah there's always something new that we're realizing we should fix or do or try or consider for the next episode I think Sarah what we should probably do is we should take it and kick it to break for now and then when we come back we'll talk a little bit of things that we learned the highs some of the frustration <laughs> points yes. are lowlights because we have tons of those and we know yes, that there's absolutely. that. And then, uh, yeah, so let's kick it to break and uh, we'll be back on the other side of the song. Welcome back to Foreign and Familiar. We are the season one finale, and we are talking about all the things we learned from a podcast. Sarah, what was one of the most unexpected things that you experienced during this process? Do you have a high and a low or like some, something that surprised you? Or Obviously, getting to spend time together is definitely the ultimate high yes. of, of recording. I would say I was... I mean, I was excited to to make a podcast. And again, the goal is to spend time together and have fun. Yeah. We are not trying to be the next influencers by any means. But I was much more excited than I thought I would be whenever we actually launched episode one. Like, I knew I'd be excited, but I was over the moon thrilled at what we had created when it finally went out it was so it, exciting it is very interesting to hear your voice uh on spotify and hear it all come together yeah. and put it out and have it be uh it's it's a it actually really is a scary thing and i it know it, it sounds silly but i think for us like we know each other really well and we know each other's dynamics and i think why this is so refreshing and fun is because we get to spend time together. We're comfortable with each other. And I think mm -hmm. that we can really elevate and be part of our full 
personalities together. That is one thing when we're in our dynamic. And it's another thing when we are sending that dynamic (laughs) out into the world. Yes. Like sending it out into the world for other people to uh, listen to. So Sarah, I would love to share with our listeners a little bit about some of the production elements. Sure. Yeah. So our logo, we designed ourselves, which I am super proud of. Uh, we kind of had a vision of what we wanted. We kind of played around with a mock-up on Canva and ended up finding something that we were really proud of. So we designed our own logo. And I love that. I think that it played to our strengths of not having a ton of graphic design background and being able to do that. So I was proud of that. And I know for me, which this is going to sound silly, although you know me, so it doesn't, it was very important to me that we did not incorporate pink or blush at all into the logo. I think that (laughs) that is very synonymous uh, to me. Everything I do is pretty much pink. And you say no pink in the logo as you're wearing pink cat ear headphones. Yes, because I have to show up as my authentic self, which is always going to be pink. But I don't think that the vibe of this podcast is pink, right? Right, And so I will say I did really enjoy messing around with some of the different types of colors with some of the neon overlays, some of the gray. Mm -hmm. Like it was nice to design in a color because in my world it is uh, shades of pink, right? Right. right. The definition of rose color glasses. So I was excited about that. And then I think kind of switching into that, looking to determine what the right type of music was mm-hmm. and obviously making sure all of this, you know, I have worked, I work in marketing, so I'm somewhat familiar with production and knowing we need to have rights to the music and how to mm-hmm. do it. Um, but I thought that Colorful by Allerly Von Nikolai ended up being a great uh, first one for us, it kind of helps set the tone, the energetic. Um, but we listened to how many tracks before we ended up on that one? So many. First of all, just trying to establish like a vibe that we wanted. We wanted something that was upbeat. We wanted something that was happy. Um, so it took a lot of just listening to make sure we were on the same page and then narrowing it down further to find something that we were happy with. Getting into the editing process, Sarah and I record these and you know especially for the first ones i think we got a little bit better on the back end but Mm -hmm. uh it was basically a stream of consciousness and things that we wanted to talk about so (laughs) sometimes we could be really tight and focused and sometimes we couldn't Um, we would have a transcription service that would come in i would read through the transcriptions i would send it off to our editor and i have to say God bless our editor because um, (laughs) we were a hot mess. I mean, we still are, but we were even worse. But he did start sending emails back that were like, ladies, this, we need to talk at deliverable timelines. I need some more direction. Like this is really a lot. So I will say, you know, God bless Alex. He does a great Mm -hmm. job. Um, If you need a podcast editor or somebody working, message us. I mean, if at any point in time you have thought these ladies need to, uh, how long can these ladies talk about Little Debbie's? How long can these ladies talk about how much can they go on a tangent that doesn't exist? Alex knows the answer. I just think that like we could never run 
for any office because there's some raw audio of some of these things. It's just, trust me, we, we go so in depth on yeah. so many different things and he really helped us. So I would say any amount of episode that we have um, is twice or three times as long. I will say this, Sarah, one thing that I learned is it is very hard to self edit yourself. Yes. Well, I guess self-edit yourself is done. To self-edit. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's hard to self-edit. We obviously think we're the funniest people in the entire world, yeah. right? And <laughs> we, if anybody ever says, you know, you like the sound of your own voice. Yeah, I have a podcast. We've listened to <laughs> all of these podcasts so much more than anybody else. Well, it is hard even on multiple listens and multiple come throughs to figure out, you know, really put yourself in the mindset of mm -hmm. what makes sense for the listener, you know, and right. I could literally, that's why we're doing this, sit here and listen to you talk about, listen to us talk about zebra cakes for 25 minutes. Right. Right. The, to, to sit there and be like, okay, but the average listener maybe has four, maybe in it. It's, it's, right. it's hard to self edit. So yeah. It's um, so funny because I was talking to some friends about our podcast and like they hadn't seen the skulls. So I was filling them in. And after a few minutes, they were like, Sarah, you have to stop talking about rowing. <laughs> well, you don't have to talk about rowing all that much. And I was like, okay, maybe it was good that we narrowed that down. <laughs> I also think, though, that um, rowing is so central, essential to the skulls, it, it right? Was, so, and it was just mind boggling. But anyway, yeah. yeah. No, and like, I think at the end of the day, that's, that's what I think has been a good growth forward and kind of how we've talked about is, yes, it's feedback and you have people and the stakes are super low here. I mean, again, right. not that we don't love our listeners or we don't, but in reality, this is a passion project and it's something that mm -hmm. we're doing for ourselves. And so being able to get the feedback and kind of course correct, I think has been super helpful. Um, Absolutely. I will say, I don't think I've ever felt more like a boomer in the entirety <laughs> of my life, trying to figure out the tech for this podcast. It's been a struggle. It's a struggle and it's like every time that we go to record, we set the time that we're going to start and it doesn't start until at least an hour later. It's been really challenging making sure that we're recording individual audio tracks and the joint mm -hmm. audio track. I mean, it's hands down been the worst part and I love it when we're recording because again, it just energizes me and I just love you so much. Um, but the blood pressure always goes up. Yeah. With, with the technology. And I think, right. you know, I have learned, for example, I mean, in some of the episodes, I think, you know, some of the feedback we get is the initial batch you recorded with an external mic and I didn't have an external mic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that did affect the mix on the outside. So I think what's been amazing is I've managed to find not one, but two over the ear pink headphones that have cat ears on them right. too. <laughs> I feel like I have a very general idea of what makes good like video quality, what makes good sound quality. I just don't know how to execute that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we did bring in the right resources and some great resources, which we're going to chat about um, mm -hmm. in a little bit here. But I think no one is harder on us 
than we are and we have really high standards for right. what we're doing and we see the vision we know some of the areas that we have fallen short in but I think what I appreciate about you again and the partnership that we have is that we're just willing to do it and go out there and stand together and that's been really it's been really great it's been good right right and like nobody I mean at the point people where people have been nice this, yeah, yeah, we've had we've gotten some really great feedback. Nobody has been like, "Oh, you're using a Turtle Beach headset. You should be using like X, Y, and Z." Like nobody has been overly critical, as you said, Sam. We're the most critical of ourselves, um, but I think we are definitely we're just trying to get it out there, and we are trying to grow along the way. Sarah, did you have a do you have a highlight episode? I think my favorite to record was probably Attack on Titan. Do you have a favorite? I really enjoyed talking about Attack on Titan. Yeah. Obviously, I think that was great. I thought the Skulls was really good. Like, I thought it was fun. I think when we get back and forth. But, yeah, I mean, I think that there are some that fit, some that don't Mm -hmm. fit. Uh, My question would be, and this is going to be just before we take a break, but and for for us to answer, but uh, Sarah, how do you respond to hearing your voice? Oh, no. (laughs) We'll talk about that when we come back from break. All right, we are back from a break here at Foreign and Familiar Podcast. Today we are wrapping up season one and talking about everything that we've learned while creating this podcast. Before break, Sam asked... Do I enjoy hearing the sound of my own voice? Uh, The answer to that, Sam, would be an absolute no. I do not enjoy listening to myself. Do you? uh, Well, I talk a lot. I I talk a lot. I I think I sound a little bit more Valley Girl than I wish that I did on some of these. But... You know, I I think it is good for, it's good to hear back. It's good to listen back. You can figure out what your filler words are and how you Mm -hmm. talk. And so I do think that there's a lot of value in being able to hear how, I work in communications, right? So I think that I provide a service to a lot of my clients in which I listen to them communicate, listen to them speak, and I give them tips and pointers. And I've never really kind of, transparently maybe done the work too much on myself on that so this has been very eye-opening for me again I don't I don't really think I'm a valley girl but there are some I think the first episode or two we are so heavy on like 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 um so (laughs) I hear it now but you know again it's it's invaluable to kind of have that right right I agree. I feel like when I listen to myself talk as I'm speaking, I think my voice is really deep. And then when I listen to it, it sounds like a child. <laughs> like, it's so high-pitched. I mean, I don't know that I would say it's a child, but I also don't think I would ever say that I thought that your voice was deep. So I feel I feel like it's really deep, like, when I hear myself talk. But I, I don't know. I, I will say this. I do think for anybody that has listened this far and is, is into this final episode. I mean, this is really pretty unfiltered me and Sarah, there's no mm-hmm. 
character we're putting on or anything like that. So it it is nice, you, you know, to show up authentically and to put something out into the world that I think is really authentically us is uh, I'm proud of us. Like, really, I'm, I'm really proud of us. Me too. Um, I mean, it's just been so much work. And yeah. again, I think we, especially for a passion project and Sarah, you're an educator. I, you know, work in marketing and we have a bunch of different things. We wear a lot of different roles, a lot of different hats. So to be able to carve out the time and put this together, um, I think it's just a testament to our ability to work together, but then also just, yeah, just something like it, it feeds us. It's, it's been a nice thing to kind of unlock. Yeah, definitely. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's it's enjoyable work. It's a lot of work, but we're gonna yes. get better at how we do. Like that, like yes. that, that is something. As I just say, like five times in a row to transition. That is <laughs> something that we were not aware of, or that we were aware of, is that anytime you take on a new endeavor and there's something new that you haven't done the first time, there's going to be an inevitable list of things that you didn't know to plan for. There is mm -hmm. a learning curve. And I think that we both knew because we do a variety of different things in our lives that that was going to be there, but to actually walk through it and do it and have some of the frustrations happen. I'm just confident and excited about now that we have kind of learned the ropes and we're getting in here on just being more efficient and maybe having this be a little bit less of a lift than right. it was. Because it was fairly, I would say from August till mid-October, it was fairly all-consuming. Fairly all-consuming. Yes, absolutely. So, Sarah, I think, you know, there is no I in team. It took a village to get this podcast. It did. Um, together and I know we've kind of talked to each other but um we have a list of people that we really want to thank and or um gas them up a little bit so I would say Sarah if you want to kick off our list I know we have um three to start but I think I'm going to add a fourth but go ahead right so we're going to start off with cousin husband as he has so fondly been called over the last 10 episodes that's my husband Sam's cousin um, he puts up with us and he has supported us throughout this entire endeavor, which is just really, really great. And I would say it doesn't get lost. I think on either of us, the amount of time that has gone into this, we've talked about it a little mm -hmm. bit and cousin husband's willingness to, uh, sacrifice his time with his wife as well as his time with his cousin which again is not weighted equal, obviously, <laughs> duh. but you know, he's very important very, very important relationship and part of my life. And obviously, I mean, he's your husband. And mm -hmm. so, you know, to kind of take a step back over the past couple weeks and really allow us to really put a pedal to the, to the floor and get this done right. and make room for it and know that we're both going to bounce back and we're going to have some of our normal dynamics back. Yeah. I, it just doesn't get lost on me. He's been super helpful, super sweet. And I just, I really love him. I really yeah. love cousin husband. I do um, too. And, and he has really helped us try to figure out some of the tech pieces as well. So, and it's just been, it's been a lot of support. It's yeah. been a lot of support. It's been nice to see him supporting you as a husband. It's been nice to having his support as a cousin mm -hmm. um, with projects and, yeah, absolutely. He's top of the list. He is the number one person that For we sure. should be thanking. Um, 
Number two, we did a little bit of earlier, but our podcast editor, Alex, God bless you. We love <laughs> you. He has done just excellent work to even cut down. I mean, I think a quart of thorn and roses was two hours. It was, and it was ridiculous. That was a really hard one to wrangle he made some sense out of it he has balanced a lot of our audio mm -hmm. issues to the best of his ability nobody is a magician but he has um, balanced it to the best of his ability and he's professional he works in a uh very quick manner if anybody has any questions or needs we would love to pass them along with the caveat that we do need him to be available for us when we are in season <laughs> that's the first one so uh, third one, let's talk through our special podcast consultant. Oh, Lily, what would we do without her? Lily's the best. She is. So Lily is uh, has a podcast, uh, the 8020 Pod. And Lily and I had met through a client in my normal, or I would say my everyday life. And she had just started the pod, the 80. 20 pod is about uh, education. It's about mental health. It's about creating the life that you want to create for yourself. She is a incredibly bright, super talented, buttoned up, dynamic professional. And she has grown the 8020 pod to have more than 2 million downloads since it has been, uh, published. So I think that was about four years ago. So she has, her insight has just been invaluable in how to get a podcast off the ground and the things that we, that we need to kind of make it somewhat successful. Right. I mean, without her, we would just have our two family listeners instead of the many, many more that we ended up having for her, her insight in just kind of starting off very strong has been incredibly helpful. Lily really came in. She uh, set up our RSS feed. She helped us to get listed on all of the main platforms. She helped us to understand some social strategies to help. And really, it's just a joy to be around her and watch her success. And mm -hmm. uh, it just subscribe to her. She's at Lily Rakow at 8020pod. Her podcast is amazing and she's a special consultant. She's helping us to make inroads in the podcast community. Aside from the value she brings, we would say if anybody is interested in starting a podcast or looking at any type of questions or anything like that, she, we would absolutely recommend her consulting services. For sure. 10,000%. Um, so we are a huge fan of, of Lily and uh, we love her. Yeah. Finally, I would say thank you to every single person that has spent a minute of time. And I am going to say a minute because that's what counts in the stream. So if right. it's 30 seconds, we do, it doesn't count. No, but has spent like one minute listening to us just ramble about the things that are on our minds and, you know, the craziness that has pursued. I think mm -hmm. already, you know, coming off the first couple episodes or as we're going here, we're just blown away by the amount of people that would even bother to check it out, especially right. because it's not the goal. But um, 
it's something that I think has just been good. Especially to our friends and family who, because they're really the ones who are showing up for us right now, right? I appreciate them listening to us ramble on for close to an hour about things that they probably don't care about. And they get to listen to us talk all the time anyway, but we really appreciate the support. And there were some select people that listened to raw episodes even after the first edit that very lovingly gave us some very strong suggestions like strong in the sense of um it really helped to strengthen uh the episodes as we continue to go through but it was Mm -hmm. wrapped in such a loving and caring way so we just appreciate that people you know have any type of interest in what we're talking about um absolutely so sarah end of season one uh amazing i will miss this but i am so excited spoiler alert we already have our list of season two episodes right uh i'm going to look forward to some downtime but then we're gonna get back into it (laughs) and um we're gonna figure it out but i think it's just been a really uh really good one and and we're here in the sense of if anybody is going on this journey or think about putting themselves out there, thinking about doing something, just do it. Right. I, yeah, you, you can't get, I, I think, you know, we've talked about this maybe a little bit, Sarah, is that people feel like if they're not amazing at something, if it's not Graham worthy on the first go that things take time, they take practice. And it's just, I just have so much respect I mean, I've always kind of felt like I've had respect for people that are, I'm a very, I'm drawn to people that do things. Right. You know? Yeah. And again. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Like that are just moving and shaking. I fill my time, you know, I try to, and, you know, not to say everybody, everybody does stuff. I'm not weighing things against other, other things or anything like that. But if you're hesitant or if you think no one's going to listen or you think just do it anyway and what I've always found is you'll find your people, you'll find your rhythm. And if nobody listens to it or if nobody does, who cares? It's for you. Like this has been such a great outlet. This has been such a great outlet um, for us to just kind of see each other and get to know each other and chat, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always think it's worth trying something and if it doesn't work out, Hey, at least you know that you tried it, but just do it. Yeah. (laughs) That's so So like cliche, but seriously, (laughs) like just do it. Do you think a company should trademark just do it and we should no. Um I mean I don't know if they'd make any money off of it but yeah we might we might get hit with that. Oh the the, the funny thing Sarah is up through the end of the season nobody is laughing at us more than we are laughing exactly. at ourselves which is great. I will say this we do not know what the future holds. We are, you know, hashtag booked and busy where and and we yeah. again just want to be able to enjoy our cousin time without having to do something but we are I think it is safe to say Sarah we are willing to commit and are planning to commit to a season two and so um, with all episodes streaming now uh, feel free to go back listen we will take the feedback but Sarah will read it and distill it to me (laughs) Um, and yeah until next time thank you so much thank you so 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 much for listening to thank you season one of foreign and familiar and uh hopefully you've learned about something you haven't known about hopefully you are considering incorporating little debbies into your 
into your lineup and we just really appreciate it. Sarah, any parting thoughts? Uh, yeah, just try the fancy cakes <laughs> if you haven't already. Worth it. Worth, worth it. it. And I know it's hard to believe that we don't have an official sponsorship from Little Debbie. Um, I mean, can you even imagine that we're talking about all of this just because we want to? It seems like a no-brainer. The one thing I will say, though, is whether people believe it or not, I'm not pulling the Instagram joke. If so many of you are asking, we are. We do have people that message at Pod their favorite Little Debbies, and so we already have those lined up yes. for next season. But that being said, we have gotten better at keeping it down to the beginning. So stick yeah. with us. It'll be a sweet season two. Thanks again so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you soon. Thanks for eavesdropping, Anna. If you can't get enough of the Cousin Chronicles, head over to Instagram and follow at FauxFamPod for more in-depth info and behind-the-scenes details. Or email us at foreignfamiliarpod at gmail.com. Foreign and Familiar is a Flynn and Flynn production. The theme is Colorful by Allerly Vaughn Nikolai.